Everything's fucked right now. <laughs> give me a uh, give me a check. Um, hello, hello. You're listening to the podcast. All right, that's pretty good. Pretty me... good. Okay, I think that's fine. Great. It doesn't really matter. Nothing matters. Nothing really does matter. No. Is there anything that matters? I don't think. What is that thing? You know the the, the game like Angry Birds. Yeah. I think it's one of the pigs. It's creepy as all hell. I like it because you squeeze it, his eyes pop out. Yeah, it's creepy. All right, very excited because Brandi is in Hawaii. I'm in Hawaii. Hey, I took the 405 to the 101 to get here and I got off at the Sepulveda Pass because, you know, that like 101, 405 intersection is just gnarly. No, you didn't because your mom's house, you know what your mom's house is. You took Riverside probably down. Yeah, I did. Actually, I took Moore Park. Oh, you took Moore Park down. Yeah. And then you hang, you hung a Louie on freaking <laughs> Your street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that street down there. Well, it's good to have you on the, it's good to have you on the show, you know? I'm on the show every week. What are you talking about? <laughs> I meant to say, it's good to have you in, in the studio. In studio. Boo. Boo. You're going to get the boot. Boo. Out of here. I can't wait till you have kids. I can't wait to see your parenting skills. Dude, when I have kids, we're going to have an au pair. <laughs> okay? We're having an au pair. Uh-huh. And they're going to raise my ch- children. Yeah. Uh, I'm here for that. Right? Yeah. That's the only way to do it. It's the only way. I can't be bothered to... I, who am I to <laughs> raise a child? Yeah, No. It's the only thing that can be done. Because if they give me a child... Infant in one arm, white claw in the other. How is Salt Lake City? Very Mormon, you know? Are you a Mormon now? No, absolutely not. You could be. Uh, no, I, no, I don't want to do that. Salt Lake, it was fun. Salt Lake is... I think it's the sleepiest city I've ever been in in my whole life. Wow. Like, things close at 6 p.m. Really? The Starbucks closed Walgreens closed 6 p.m. Who's going to Starbucks at 6 p.m.? Downtown Salt Lake City closed Walgreens at 6. Yeah, but who? Hold on. But who's going to Starbucks at 6 p.m.? Me, because Why? I had to DJ at midnight. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Starbucks is it? Starbucks's? <laughs> Starbucks I? <laughs> Starbucks <laughs> stays open in Nashville until like 10 at least. Yeah. On the weekdays. I'm sorry. It's very sleepy. There, yeah, it was like a ghost town. Yeah, what, what, do the, what do the Mormons do after six? Do they have dinner? Well, I don't think they're allowed to drink. Yeah, they can't drink. So it's, I uh, take a Xanax and go to sleep? I don't know. They can't take Xanax. No, I'm, they have to go have dinner together. And they sit around a table and they talk about their day. Ugh. Did you ever do that as a kid? Absolutely not. Oh, we had to do that. hundred <laughs> percent. We couldn't be late for dinner. No, no, no. We uh, had, we had a, one of those bells that... Ding, ling, 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 ling. You did not. Yes, we did. I don't believe that. Swear on my life. We had a, Where we, did you live? Like rural Pennsylvania? No, we lived <laughs> We lived in Monterey, but we lived on a golf course, and there was, fi- there was five kids. So we were all like playing on the golf course and, you know. Wow. And um, doing that My stuff. parents did not cook, so they would pick a restaurant, like a chain restaurant, yeah. And we would eat there at the same one for like six months until they got sick of it. And then we'd pick a new one. Like it was Outback Steakhouse for a solid six months. The one on West End? 
No, it's we were in Franklin, right? Okay. So the one in Cool Springs there, uh, right off sixty five by yeah. the Home Depot. That outback definitely at their first solid six months. Jay Alexander's was another one. Yeah, and that's when I was like fifteen and needed a job. My mom was like, "Well, we're here every night, so why don't you go apply?" Yeah, it was just always a chain restaurant. Wow. Oh yeah. Interesting. Mm. Do you think that if you have a family, well, I don't want kids. Yeah, just a hard pass on that. Yeah. You're like that one girl in Ultimatum. Ultimatum. Yeah. Only I'm not changing my mind. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. though, I don't think she is either. Yeah. She was like, well, she was like, we'll, we'll just have one. Yeah. Wait, but she's lying. On. <laughs> That's one more than you wanted. <laughs> she's saying that to get the ring and then she's going to marry the guy and be like, yeah, no. No. I'm barren now. Yeah. I want to have kids. Uh, excited for it. But I want to do minimal effort. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get minimal. my mom. Minimal minimal effort needs to be done by me and by Sarah, if I'm being quite frank, okay? <laughs> I'm working re- very hard right now, so I don't have to work hard when these kids come. Yeah. Are you working hard? <laughs> I mean, not really. Are you working hard or hardly working, really? Listen, it's been a dark couple months. We don't need to get into it, all right? Or are those White Claw ads just really securing your child's future? Wasn't a bad one, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Honestly, do you want to know what I have been having to do? Yeah. Here's what they don't tell you about professional television shows, which okay. that may, maybe that you know this, but mm. I don't know this from doing Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. There really isn't any pickups on Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. They do it all like when you're there, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But for this show, Best in Dough, that I that I'm hosting, it's gonna be coming out on Hulu. I have to do so much. ADR and ADR mm. is like when they send me a script and I have to like read what they want me to say even though I didn't say it originally. Right. Because like the network now has a different idea of like what needs to be important and this needs to be said and all this stuff. So a lot of my day something that I've already been paid for <laughs> is being is being like bogged down by like me redoing all this stuff. Oh yeah. And they'll like send me videos of it of me speaking so i have to like match my mouth with it that's awful you know yeah luckily it got a lot of time on my hands over here oh, so luckily. luckily here we go wow but yeah so i've been doing a lot of that you know mm-hmm. i've been running oh keto lifestyle you know um like johnny depp and amber heard it's just getting better and better yeah you know i agree and by better and better, I mean it's getting worse and worse. Here's what I think that Amber Heard needs to do. I think Amber Heard needs to next sue her lawyers for ruining her career <laughs> because they are doing such a bad job. Mm-hmm. Like, did you see the thing where the lawyer objected to his own line of questioning? Yes. And I, listen, I'm no lawyer. I don't know if that what if that's even <laughs> not. But, if that, but like everyone was like, "Can you believe this happened?" And I'm like, "I guess not." Rabble, rabble, rabble. How is this happening? And then that kind of like hot psychologist uh-huh. lady. Hot psychologist. She's pretty hot. Yeah, she's all right. I understand why Johnny and or Amber probably wanted this person. Uh-huh, sure. Because I feel like they were just fucking everybody, you know? They were like it's the, possible. They're, they're like Will and Jade over there. I, I feel like that was supposed to be a witness for Amber's side, and it's just turned in like purely for Johnny's side. Oh, yeah. Am I wrong about that? No, you're right about that. That's so great. And then my other favorite thing. In Hollywood, that's happened right now. I've always been Team Jason Sudeikis uh, and the whole oh, Olivia yeah. Wilde thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, she left Jason Sudeikis for, for Harry Styles. I get it. I get it. Do you? 
it's hot. And also, you know what my my favorite songs I was going to play at the end of this was his new song. Oh, really? I, I really do like. Fascinating. But what's funny about that song is it's a fucking indie song. This motherfucker is a pop artist throwing out indie songs. If I was an indie band, I'd be like, no way, dude. Come on. This is going to be played on alt and on pop, you know? Yep. So anyways, Olivia Wilde left Jason Zudeikis for Harry Styles. I get it. The younger, hotter I mean, rock star. Yes, but Jason Sudeikis is so cool. I know. Pot smoking. Love him. SNL cast member who I know. has won more Emmys than God for his new show, mm -hmm. which you didn't like, by didn't the way. I love it, but I still like Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. But my favorite thing about it is, is that I guess he needed to serve her papers. Oh, yeah. And this is a, this is like, a, to be honest with you, so this would be a fun job. I think this would be a very serving fun, people papers. Yes. Oh, absolutely, it would. And I do believe that's the premise of Pineapple Express. I think um, I haven't that, seen that in so long. I think Seth Rogen's character is a guy who serves people papers. That's hilarious. And that's how it starts. Um, but like, so you have to come up with creative ways to serve people papers. Yeah. Because they don't want if you don't get them, then I guess you don't have to. Do anything yeah. with them. I don't know. I don't understand the law. All right. I don't either. But Objection. You asked the question. What's crazy about this whole like serving people papers thing to me though is that like no, there's no witnesses. Who's gonna know if the person actually like said yeah? Because they, you know, they'll come to are you Wells Adams? Yeah. And if you don't confirm yes, I'm Wells Adams, I don't think they can give you the papers, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. There's some blurry lines there, and I'm like, well, no one's around. Who's gonna know if they actually said that or not? You just throw them in their face for crying out loud. Yeah, maybe you have a like a body cam on or something. I don't know. We but, need to find out. We need I, to find someone that does this yeah. for a living and and ask some questions. But I do know that they give you the papers and they say you've been served. Yes, I know that's a part of it. Yeah, it's like only one line you gotta remember. This is great. So I guess Olivia Wilde was presenting her movie, her new movie. Uh, to a crowd of people that has Harry Styles in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. She hired her boyfriend. Dude, come on. Number one rule in Hollywood. Don't don't work with each other. You can't. Don't do it. I know. It's bad. Bad God, news. What are you thinking? Unless the money's really good. Mm. And even then. So at the event where she's like presenting the movie in which her lover is in, someone walks up on stage and serves her the papers and god damn it if that's the greatest move in the history of divorce and apparently like Vegas is like i didn't say to do that well of course not yeah yeah i mean well if he did he probably did say she's presenting a movie yeah. uh at this address at this time <laughs> so just in case you wondered about that at seven thirty-seven at the universal <laughs> studios lot she will be there yep and weirdly enough here's a ticket to go <laughs> See it. I found this on the floor. Well, here's the thing. If he didn't if he didn't suggest it, whoever that guy is, mm. give that guy a fucking a medal, an award, you know? It's good. It's so great. If he <laughs> did suggest it, I like him even more. I, I, I like I like Sudeikis even more. Like, there's no, it's a win-win for everybody. It is. And then she had to sit up there. I mean, I don't know how long she held it, but like she had to be up on stage. She had to hold the fucking manila envelope. I know. It's beautiful. I don't ever want to get divorced, but if I get divorced, <laughs> that's God. how I want to be served. You know? At the premiere of your movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, want my, I want my moment to be taken away from me. Right. You know? Oh, man. Beautiful. Uh, start the show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I probably should. Yeah. 
I think it's you. All right. Bros and hoes. You're listening to a in-person episode of Your Favorite Thing Podcast. With Wells and Brandy. I kind of I messed it up there. You did I? mess it up. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. We made it work. I mean, we're in episode 203. What does it matter anymore? It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Nothing does matter. And this is something that we've we've figured out, which is sad. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Um, but I do have some favorite things. That's good. Um, and I have some not-so-favorite things. Oh, sometimes I also think that's good, too. I think so, too, because yeah. we, it's a cautionary tale, you know? Yeah, absolutely. This, we are tastemakers, if yes. you will. are we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I think we are. By the way, they rated, like, the top... Uh, I saw this. Bachelor Nation podcast. I saw this. And first of all, we weren't even on the first page. I know. Offended. I am a little offended. Also, though, are you also offended they're calling us a Bachelor Nation podcast? A little bit. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like, we, I mean, we do talk about The Bachelor. We do. So I get that, mm -hmm. but. And you were on the show. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always on the freaking show, I guess. Mm. But here's the thing, like, Becca and. Tanya's show, mm -hmm. I don't I feel like it's not about Bachelor at all. Yeah, not at all. I think they just are saying that because Becca was on it. I get it. Yeah, like Dean and, and Jared's help us like a dating. Is that still a thing? I don't know if they still do that I don't show. think they do. I don't think they do either. I think there's Dean a couple. lives in a van. How's he recording a podcast? I don't know. <laughs> Jason Tardix is like about like money. Finance, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we weren't even on the first page, which is just, I, I don't know. It's hurtful, you know? It is. So that's one of my least favorite things right now. <laughs> and the way that they were rating them, it was by how many people have rated the show. Which is bullshit. And how many like good ratings they've got. I think ours did have all like almost all good. Like Yeah, we were four point seven. Yeah, out the of staff five. were pretty good on our on our good ratings. Yeah. That's why we got like a little like a little yeah. gold star or something. Yeah. Bullshit. What we're saying is, hey, go to to the podcast app and give us five stars, please. Yes, please. So yeah, anyways. I didn't like that. Oh, podcasts. Yeah, also, none of this matters. It's, Nothing matters. This is a fucking Instagram page that I... I don't even know why this bothers me. <laughs> why is this annoying me so much? Because you're hardly working and you got too much free time. Gotta do some ADR. All right, you got some favorite things, bro, or what? Yeah, bro. Give it to me. Uh, actually, I haven't really watched much, yeah. but... If we're being honest, 
we literally just recorded we did Wednesday's episode like three days ago, yeah. and we're doing this because Brandy is in town right now, and you're leaving. And That's leaving really why we're doing it for sure. Because I will still be here on Monday. Yeah, I'm well, going I'm out. Dude, but I'm going to the desert. Going, he's going to stagecoach. No, I'm not to watch Balake's DJ set. I'm so I'm so annoyed. So my mom's birthday is coming up and she loves the desert because she's a lizard woman that like just loves to sit out in the sun and just I like, mean, I get it. But it's like the desert's just too hot. I agree. You know? Yeah. Give me Hawaii. Yeah. I, I like some humidity with with my heat, I think. I do too. You know? Especially but like if you want to sit out like by a pool or the yeah. beach or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But my mom loves Palm Springs. So every year she's like, oh, I want to go to Palm Springs. I'm like, we're great. So my brother and I got us a place for all of us in the desert. And he was like, hey, man, can you split it with me? It's really expensive. And I was like, yeah, okay. Why is the desert expensive? This is an Airbnb wet dream over there. It's, <laughs> there's just so much bullshit out there. I have a meeting tomorrow morning. And then after the meeting, I'm going to go. And I was telling my brother that. And he's like, you better get on the road early. And I was like, why? Because it's stagecoach weekend. And I was like, oh, great. I'm going to be in that traffic yep. with all those annoying people who are so excited to go listen oh, yeah. to Travis Tritt. And, I don't think he's on stagecoach, but and, yeah. And Leanne Rhymes. I don't think she's there either, but yeah. And Orville Peck. He's probably there, yeah. I do like Orville Peck. I do too. I like that guy's cool. Yeah, that guy's cool. I remember so vividly being in like the caravan of traffic going yes. to Bonnaroo mm-hmm. and everyone being like, everyone's like, woo, we're dying. They've got signs and shit. Everyone's like token up and like selling drugs and back, you know. Uh, and it's like you're you're getting ready. It's like fun. It's exciting. Yeah. And I'm not. I, I'm gonna. You're be, not there. I'm gonna be like, fuck you guys. Let's go. Let's speak. Let's pick it up. Let's pick up the pace. Okay. Hear me out. Why don't you take a jet suite flight? I didn't even think of that. It's pretty cheap, actually. I love jet suite. Yeah. Jet suite is one of my fave things. It's really nice. I mean, I can't really take advantage of it much because I don't live here. But they got a Burbank to uh, Palm Springs. They do during stagecoach. Yeah, 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 look, yeah. We're yeah. going to look into that. Honestly, you could probably get it for a hashtag free for a little story post. Uh, you you got to con- connect over there? I do. I got to connect. Do yeah, you? I think so. Oh. And I also have a connect for a helicopter service that I took last time I went to the stagecoach. Really? The stagecoach. Went to stagecoach. Oh, man. Are you sad you're not going to stagecoach to hang out with Black A? No, I'm not sad one bit. How come you're not doing a stagecoach set? Because... I don't need to do a stagecoach no. set. <laughs> no, you know, I like to attend stagecoach. Here's the thing. I am not a country DJ, nor do I want to be known as a country DJ. Yeah. Can I, like, hear, like, once or twice a year, go play some country music for, like, a good time? Sure. But it's not what I want to be known for. It's not really my thing. So I'm fine not playing stagecoach. Do they mash up Billy Ray Cyrus mm-hmm. with Sam Hunt? Yeah. That sounds t- horrible. It's pretty pretty insane although it, it was just you're like some of it yeah so it's very interesting my tractor sexy yeah there's those exist oh fuck dude only person that can do it and do it right is diplo he plays every year in the palomino tent yeah i think it's on sunday nights maybe and it's like the big like end of stagecoach party in the palomino tent it's like a thing that diplo does every every year yeah and it's awesome because he's diplo and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, he can play anything, and everyone freaks out because it's freaking Diplo. Yeah. But, like, if you're not Diplo, you should not be playing country music at stage coach. You know, I've ne- <laughs> you know what's, what's, I've never been to Coachella. You're not missing out on anything. Yeah. And 
you know, Sarah's been a bunch, and she used to go with, like, Vanessa Hudgens a bunch, and they would just get, like, I just feel like they were just getting papped, like, the entire time. Oh, yeah. Which sounds like a fucking nightmare to me in a place where I want to be fucking weird, whacked Litty out. Kitty. Yeah. Yeah. In the city. Well, not to mention you're sweating balls out there. Well, and, like, th- that's what I need. I need fucking my pupils to be the size of yeah. flying saucers in Us Weekly. <laughs> No, yeah, that's what you. would happen. This is such an elitist, like, hipster thing to say, but that's how I feel, so I'm going to say it. When I covered Bonnaroo, no one really cared about what you wore because you were camping. It was, like, whatever you could just do to be comfortable. The whole thing was, like, all music discovery. Like, okay, I want to go see this band. I want to go experience this thing. And it was, like, always, like, trying to find the next thing. And it's weird because I feel like what music festivals were were a discovery of talent musical talent or just artistic talent and now it's turned its face to a discovery of me i want everyone to find out who i am yep i can see that and like took a picture of me and look Mm -hmm. how pretty i look and to me that is narcissistic (laughs) 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 that's not that's not fun for me yeah i don't know it's too hot it's too dusty there's too much walking involved ubers are eight thousand dollars to drive you four miles yeah. it's just not it it's not it it's not it well i'm ex- i can't wait to go and be amongst all the revolve oh, yeah. girls mm-hmm. oh yeah i don't even know what revolve is <laughs> i got invited to something and i was like yeah i'm not a girl i don't what do you want me to do <laughs> And they were, <laughs> they invited me to something and they, they wanted me to go like do a bunch of posts about it. Oh, yeah. No money. They were just inviting me to a thing. They don't pay anyone for anything, hardly. What the fuck are we doing there? Their budgets are so terrible. And Is people, it clothes? People will do it. Yeah. Girls will do it, A, to get clothes and B, just to be like, be a revolve girl. It's insane. It's to, it's seen to be seen. Yeah. No. Not for me. Okay, so do you have some fave things? Do I have some fave things, bro? Oh, I'm deep into Girl from Plainville. Yeah, and you're loving it. I'm loving it. I, it just so happens that my mom and I were on the same episode mm-hmm. when I got here, so we watched like four episodes last night. Really? Yeah, it's really good. Are you team the girl from Plainville? Absolutely not. She's a complete oh, psycho. She's terrible? I mean, she's just... Elle Fanning does such a good job playing this girl. I mean, the girl's unhinged, mm-hmm. you know? There's, like, this really interesting glee angle to it. Have you heard about this at all? No. Where the girl, the girl, the Plainville girl, what's her name? Michelle. Michelle has this weird infatuation with glee. Yeah. And she'll, like, there, like one in one of the first episodes, she, like, pulls up a scene from glee where Leah Michelle is giving a speech about her, like, boyfriend that died. Yeah. It was, like, very parallel to, like, what's going on, right? Michelle's, like, boyfriend just committed suicide. Yeah. Scene's playing, and she's standing in front of her mirror, like, re- like saying it with Rehearsing it, like, mirroring the yeah. scene. And she's, like, sobbing and crying and so emotional. And, like, the second it's over, she, her, like, this look just, like, changes in her face. And it's so freaking creepy. And you can just tell everything is so calculated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, like, there's another scene where she's in the kitchen having a meltdown. Like, Mom, what? Like, why are you treating me this way? My boyfriend just died. And her mom's like, well, it is something, something. And then she says, like, something else. Like, he was the light of, like, of my life and the son of my, some cheesy thing. Mm-hmm. And her sister goes, is that a Glee quote? Yeah. And she's like, shut up. And like, whatever. Because it is. Like, yeah. she'll pull things from Glee and say them, like, in real life. And it's the creepiest thing. It's like, who are you? Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. 
Speaking of rehearsing for things, I need to write my vows. Oh, God. I know. That sounds hard. So you guys are writing like like your own. I didn't even. So here's the thing. The other day, Sarah was like, so when are you going to start writing your vows? And I was like, oh, we're so doing. we're doing that. Because in my mind, I was like, the things that I need to focus on are the, is the speech that I need to give at the wedding. Uh-huh. I think I'm the one who's in charge of like having to be like, you know, thank you to mom and dad and Sarah's parents and, you know, the person who marries us mm-hmm. and everyone who came from a far a long journey. From and then all the way across the country. From Nashville, Tennessee. From Nashville, Tennessee. And then she threw that on me and I was like, fuck, I got it. It's two speeches I got to memorize. Sometimes I think, don't, sometimes people write their vows together. Yeah. Maybe you guys could do that. I'm just so competitive that like I want to, I want mine to be better than hers. You know? Yeah. Good luck. Like remember when we went to Ben and Jess's wedding? Oh yeah. You like Ben out vowed her. Oh yeah. And it was. But it's Ben. It's Ben. Exactly. Of course he did. That's why I should do. I should. I should I Ben's should, an author for crying out loud. He is an author. I should employ Ben to write my vows. <laughs> I feel like you could probably get him on the cheap. Definitely, yeah. definitely. He's like in the audience, like saying the like yeah. mouthing the vows as you say He's them holding up because the cue he cards. wrote the whole thing. <laughs> it's like SNL. <sighs> okay, so I watched a new show on Showtime called "The Man Who Fell to Earth." Have you heard of that oh, one? No, I don't have Showtime. That's the problem. I know. I think I got to get it. This is like the third time you've said a Showtime show is great. I know they're making good stuff, like All the right, one okay. they did with Brian Cranston yeah. in New Orleans. That was really good. All right. An alien arrives with a mission to learn to become human and find the one woman who can help save his species. Together, they discover that in order to save his world, they must first save ours. Hmm. The man who fell to Earth. There's only one episode out right now. Maybe when you listen to this, there'll be two. It's super interesting. And... Like, how it starts is he's, like, giving a keynote address. He seems like he is the Steve Jobs of this world. Okay. Uh, And he's got, like, some new tech he's showing everyone there. And then he's, like, "I'm maybe I should start addressing the rumors. And he's, like, like that I'm, you know, going through all these things that, like, dangerous aliens are. And he's, like, they're all true. And then, like, zips back to, like, the day he got to Earth and stuff. Um, and like started to learn our like culture and words and all this kind of stuff. And it's super interesting. And interesting. the cast is really good. I think it's going to be a good one. I think, okay. I think you're going to like it too. Cause you like, you like those space ones too. Love my mother. Mm-hmm. She has got to lay off the weed. I was facing her the other day and she was drinking a Celsius, you know, the energy drinks. Yeah. I love those. Love my favorite energy drink. Give me a ding. And she was drinking Celsius and I go, you're drinking a Celsius? And she was like, is that what this is? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, I guess so. I love them. And I was like, that's so funny. Like, I've been drinking those forever. Like, you know, I can't believe you like that energy drink. You don't like energy drinks. She goes, this is an energy drink. And I was like, yes, there's 200 milligrams of caffeine in that. She goes, oh my God, I've been drinking like four of these day. <laughs> I was like, please tell me you're exaggerating. She was like, no, no. literally I drink like four a day. My fridge is stocked. And I was like, mom, your heart's going to literally explode. She, cause she already takes Concerta every day, which is like Adderall yeah. for her ADHD or whatever. Yeah. And on top of that, she's drinking coffee in the morning and then four cans of Celsius. That's 800 milligrams of caffeine. I'm surprised she doesn't drink the weed drinks. I don't think she likes those. We get sent them all the time. You like them? 
I don't I don't like weed at all. So I don't like those drinks. I just have them here for when people come over and they're like, do they have energy? Is that the energy drinks? I have no clue. Oh my god. Anyway, so I told her I was like, okay, you can only have one of those a day, and you really shouldn't be drinking them every day. Guess what? She's been drinking at least one every day since I've been here. Yeah, she is crazy. Let her live her life. Man. No, yeah, let her live her life. No. I watched kind of an older movie. It come. It came out a couple years ago. I feel like called Vivarium. Never heard of it. It's funny because I've been watching this open range. Oh yeah. Thing with. Uh, Imogen Poots. Uh-huh. And then she's in this movie oh, funny. with Jesse Eisenberg. Okay. I put it on. And fuck, it's creepy. Here's the tag. A young couple looking for the perfect home finds themselves trapped in a mysterious labyrinth. In a mysterious labyrinth-like neighborhood of identical houses. Vivarium, your home forever. So they're like a young couple they walk into like this real estate office that has a new set of, you know, like track homes that they're calling yonder. And the guy who's like presenting, it's like really creepy, like really, really weird. And he's like, you want to go look at the houses? Like, let's go look at the houses. And so they're like, okay. So they follow him in their car to this place and they get there. They show all the houses are the same color. They're all green. They all look exactly the same. Like there is no difference. Then all of a sudden the guy that's like the real estate agent just like leaves. And then they're like, all right, well, we should get in the car and leave too. So they get in their car and they try to leave and they can't. Like every time they try to drive out, like they just go back past the house. That Weird. And then they get stuck there. And then like after a couple of days, a baby gets left with, with them. And the baby like ages like really fast. This is like a fucking alien baby or something. Like, uh-huh. what's happening? Pretty cool twist. It was so weird that I had to like look it up. It was one of those where I was like, what does this all mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not smart enough. Mm-hmm. And then when I realized what it all me- meant and like the significance of these like baby birds who die in the beginning and what that like signifies. Pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking creepy. Okay. But yeah, I mean, Jesse Eisenberg and Image and Pooch are both great actors, so yeah. can't be all bad. You know? Wow, all right. Yeah, so I like that. Okay. Have you seen mm-hmm. the Abercrombie and Fitch documentary? No. Ugh! But I, I just know that they talk about, they explain what malls are at some point. Oh. And that's beautiful. It's everything. Like, mall culture was such... A thing. Yeah, so that that doesn't exist anymore? Like, kids not go to the mall? I don't think so. Where do they go? I'm not sure, to tell you the truth, but I really don't think malls are, like, anything like what they were. Something tells me you were, like, a big Abercrombie and Fitch guy. Surprisingly, no. What? Yeah, I was more of a Gap kid. Huh. Fascinating. Were you an Abercrombie and Fitch guy? Oh, major. Really? More a Hollister gal. Yeah, I can Which was owned by Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah. But I loved both, for sure. Um, but what's funny about it to me is like, it's like almost like very your aesthetic now, like chunky knit cardigans yeah. and inspired by like outdoorsmen and like hunting and like all that shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just, it, I could just totally see you wearing Abercrombie, which is so funny, but it is, I'm only halfway through the, the documentary and it is fascinating to me. And I'm sure that's because I literally lived it. You know what I mean? There's this whole angle of how this the guy that, like, was CEO and, like, ran the whole thing. Like, I mean, literally, like, he controlled all of it. Like, all of it was his, like, you know, insane genius or whatever to the extent of, like, 
um, like for instance, something they would say is, you know, something that they did different as a mall store was like, he went in and was like, I want wood blinds on the windows. Like, and normally when you walk through a mall, the whole, like a, a huge thing for stores and malls is window displays to draw you in. Yeah. And they literally did the opposite by like putting shutters on so that you can't see so that you have to go in to see what is in the store. Like that's such a genius branding like tactic. You know what I mean? To yeah. get people in. And then, of course, like the male, the you know, shirtless males standing in the front, the models and the was Santa hats. I don't Christmas. remember that. Oh my thing. god! Yeah, during Christmas they wore Santa hats and Abercrombie jeans, and that's it. And of course, you can like smell the Abercrombie cologne from like a mile down the mall hallway, yeah. and that draws you in. Like, and then they said like the music. You know, you could hear the music from so far down the mall that you just like knew where to go. So there was just like all these tactics to draw people to the store. That I mean, as a kid, and also there's no way my mom. Picked picked up on any of that like you just like don't pick up on any of it but it does draw you in and I was even thinking like it's kind of crazy that as a 13 14 year old my mom took me shopping in a store where there were like shirtless dudes just all over the walls like that wasn't even like a thing like we just didn't even really register it you know what I mean like it's pretty fascinating so that's one angle of it is just like you know the branding of it and how it drew people in and what it was and all that and then there's all these other like terrible angles of like how you know they were so exclusive to the point where you, they would literally only hire people that were beautiful and white and blonde with blue eyes like it was just very discriminatory you know yeah. discriminatory Discrimi- discriminatory discriminatory thank you and obviously that objection all- <laughs> you asked the question <laughs> Obviously, that all comes out like and there's there were court cases filed. They've been sued by past employees that say they were fired because of their race or they were put sure. in the back because oh, yeah. they didn't look a certain way and like all of this crazy shit. It's pretty fascinating. It's definitely worth a watch, especially if you grew up wearing Abercrombie shopping there in the mall, like mall culture. It's just really interesting. Is Abercrombie still a thing? Oh, it's still a thing. I have friends that still shop there. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, hey, listen, if they got, if they, got <laughs> they got good shit. You know? I mean, hey. Yeah, it's just wild. Do they still have the... The shirtless models? Yeah, the Anglo-Saxon male. I got to say, I don't frequent the mall. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm not sure. Here's the thing. I think a big part of mall culture going away is online shopping, right? For sure. Why do you need to go to a mall when it's like all available like on your laptop and it it comes right to your house? So I think that's probably a big part of it. But I mean, it's just crazy. Like I, I do remember like as a kid, it's like that's where you go to hang out. The minute I got my license, that's immediately where I wanted to drive to. Yeah, we would... We would, after dances, go to the mall and go have, like, ice cream at Marie Callender's. Yeah. Yeah, like, hang out in the food court for an hour. Yeah. And then, like, our mall had a movie theater in it. And Same. you'd go see a movie, and then you'd go hang out in the mall, you know? It's just crazy. Yeah, ours was called the Del Monte Shopping Center, but we called it DMC. Oh, very cool. Like, where, where are you going? We're going to DMC. DMC. We're going to go to DMC. What are you doing? What are you guys doing? Well, where do the kids go now? That's the thing. I this is the problem with the world. They go to their phones or whatnot, I you know? know? It's true. They don't get to experience the sh- the shenanigans. You're right. You know? Mm-hmm. They don't get to raise hell. Yeah. And that's why there's no more dinner bells. ding a ling a ling a ling ling because they don't have to come home because they're, they're just fucking true. on the couch on their iPad. Damn. We are those old people. Oh, a thousand percent we're those old people. Did you do any outdoorsy stuff? I did a lot of outdoorsy stuff as a kid. Well, I, were, I was just at the barn with my horses 24-7. We would, like, go, and we would trespass a lot <laughs> because we, we lived in, Monterey is beautiful. We'd go up into, like, the Carmel Valley, like, uh-huh. highlands That's and, cool. like, or Big Sur, and we would, like, jump fences and, like, go, and it was a, it was all 
a ruse to go smoke pot somewhere. Oh, actually. God. That's all That's it so was. Funny. And here's the thing. Now, weed's illegal here. What are these kids do? Kids need to go do smoke pot illegally somewhere. Makes <laughs> you a better person. Uh, I don't know. I watched a really good samurai slasher. Huh. A good samurai slasher, you say? It's in the vein of Kill Bill. Okay. It's called Kate. Have you heard of I this? I feel like I have heard of it. It's, Who's in it? It's on Netflix. Main character is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I feel like the thing that she's known for the most is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I don't know if you ever got into that. No. She's also in 10 Cloverfield Lane, also oh. in Birds of Prey. So she is like the superhero in this. And she plays an assassin. Here's the tag. A female assassin has 24 hours to get vengeance on her poisoner before she dies. Kate. So it's Mary Elizabeth Winstead and then Woody Harrelson is like her mentor. The guy who like turned her into the assassin. Got it. And she's like a badass sniper and then like something bad happens and she gets poisoned and then it's just balls to the wall. Hour and a half of her just fucking everybody up. And yeah. then it then it becomes quite a, a female empowering movie because one, the main character, the protagonist, is beating the fuck out of all these dudes. And then the other thing is that she kind of teams up with this like little girl named Annie. They kind of together beat ass and mm -hmm. so it's cool in that way and then the other thing is like the cinematography that the, the, the camera work is so cool in these fight scenes the things that they're doing are so badass that something will happen in a fight scene and like the entire camera flips upside down you know as if like you you're kind of like in the scene with it like you know, the, cool. the person flips upside down so all of a sudden you flip upside down anyways they do a lot of really cool camera work where i was like this is fucking awesome i think for all the ladies out there okay Check out Kate. It's on um, Netflix. Very cool. Maybe this Your cha chair is so squeaky. Maybe, maybe this chair could be louder. <laughs> it's maybe. like, is this always the chair you always sit in? Yeah. And I, well, yes. Why is it so squeaky today? I don't know. I've never heard this before. I know. Oh, you know who else is in that? Michelle Hulsman. <gasps> Fucking love him. Mm -hmm. Okay, that, that sold me. Yeah, you see him have sex. Oh, love that for me. See him go to pound town. He's so hot. Deep dick him. Is he married? I think so. Damn. Yeah. Well, it's Hollywood. It won't last, so. Oh, Still got a chance. So <laughs> Lord. Uh, would you serve his wife papers? If oh, you had... <laughs> yeah, I would. Oh, yeah. You know what comes out Friday, right? Or it's tomorrow. New Ozark. So, you know what's out now. Yeah. The new Ozark. Yeah, so next week we'll be talking about Ozark. Oh, yeah, we will. Ozark, yeah, we are. Ozark, yeah. I'm so sad that it's the end. I am too, but I feel like they can still do a spinoff. You think? I feel like they can. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. The end of whatever episode was last was insane. Yeah, that, that was Julia Garner's brother gets, yes. or cousin or whatever gets shot, right? Yep. And I think, the I think heroine, cousin. Yeah. It was insane. I've got a favorite thing from Sarah. Okay. I'm to tell you about new Pixar film called Turning Red. Oh, cute. I'm not sure if you've seen that. Mm -mm. She loved it. She thought it was so cute. Here's the tag. A 13-year-old girl named Melanin, Melanin turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets too excited. She said it's really cute. So, But Sarah loves all 
like animated things. Yeah, she does. Because she just wants to be a Disney princess, mm-hmm. which is going to happen one day. I believe that. And that money is going to pay for <laughs> our au pair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor Sarah. Why poor Sarah? <laughs> Why poor funny. Sarah? Sarah's, Sarah's involved in this. Oh, gosh. I have a least favorite thing. Oh. And I hate to do this, and I was so excited about this. Okay. And it was just so bad. The movie is called Moonfall. Oh, did you talk about this last week? I maybe said I wanted to watch maybe. it. Maybe. Halle Berry's in it. Hmm. And then John Bradley, who played Sam in Game of Thrones. Okay. You know? Yep. And then Patrick Wilson, who's been in a bunch of stuff. Michael Pena is in it. So the cast is very, very good. Mm-hmm. And... It, premise-wise, sounds awesome. A mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit around Earth and sends it hurtling on a collision course with life as we know it. Moonfall. So it starts out with, like, Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson doing a spacewalk. They're, like, Mm -hmm. fixing, like, a satellite or something. Cool. And all of a sudden, like, crazy weird cloud alien thing comes and, like, overtakes the space shuttle fucks everything up, like knocks one of the astronauts off into space and he's going to die. Then Patrick Wilson's character, Brian Harper, has to like figure out a way, land the shuttle with like no electronics, which he's able to do. And then there's like a fall from grace for him because he's the only one who's like, there was this like big black crazy cloud that like fucked this up and they all think he's crazy. So he's been disgraced. And Halle Bear is like knocked out at the time, so she really couldn't substantiate the whole thing. Anyways, come to find out, it's some crazy alien thing on the moon, and the moon is hollow, and it's really a alien space vehicle, and it is the dumbest fucking movie in the world. It's like the premise sounds cool, but then like the acting's bad. Like Halle Berry is bad in this. Really? Like, Halle Berry won an Oscar. Yikes. You know? She yeah. won an Oscar. Oh no. It's just so terrible hmm. that you should not watch it. But I fucking rented it. I paid money for it because I was so excited about it. Damn. So anyways, don't go see that. Um, Bummer. I know because it was like, oh, it looks so good. Yeah. Oh, Elon Musk buying Twitter. Yeah. Do we care about that? I think he's so funny. Do you? I think he's hilarious. That's going to be a controversial <laughs> take He right tweeted there. today. He said, I'm going to buy Coca-Cola and I'm going to put the cocaine back in it. I saw that too. Is that real though? No. Did he really tweet that though? Oh, I, I think so. I don't think he really I tweeted I think he did. That. It's funny as hell if he did. I mean, here's the thing. Is it ridiculous that he bought Twitter? Yeah. To me, Elon Musk seems like a very smart guy. He's the richest man in the world, right? I think he is. He says Putin's got more money than him, but whatever. Huh. Documented richest man in the world. And I think that buying Twitter is a bad business move. It seems like Absolutely. a bygone platform for social media. Right. If he was smart, he would buy TikTok. I don't know if Facebook would ever sell. But I, I don't understand it. It just seems like a flex. I think it is a flex. Oh but God, he, I, he, he did tweet that. He did tweet it. It's fucking hilarious. Real magic is only a sip away. Actual slogan of Coca-Cola. <laughs> I love that so much. I mean, listen. I've seen all the all the shit where, like, I guess at one point, like, the UN or somebody said this is how much it costs to, like, fight the global climate crisis. Yeah. And that's, like, exactly how much he just bought Twitter for. Yeah. And it's like, well, that totally contradicts everything you've ever said. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, I but get he doesn't need a bunch of electric cars. It's yeah, just to help, yeah. You know? So like, I totally feel that aspect of it. I just think he's hilarious, and I mean, listen, yeah. Twitter's dead. Who cares about Twitter? I just don't understand. It just seems like forty-four billion dollars for a flex. For a flex, it is. That's exactly what it is. And to me, that's like that just goes against what he is, which is a shrewd businessman. Maybe there's something we don't know. Maybe about Twitter. I guess I don't. I know. don't know. Put the cocaine back. Um, in cocaine. It is that is funny. <laughs> I just want him to hurry up with going to Mars already. Somebody else said, can you buy at McDonald's and fix all the ice cream yeah. machines? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had one of those ice creams? No, because the machine's always fucking broken. I don't know if I've ever had one. I actually have, but nine times good? out of ten, it's, it's pretty good. Especially yeah. when you're like drunk as hell and you like need a little ice cream. Yeah. When I'm and drunk then like a dollar. I, yeah, when I'm drunk as hell, I don't need ice cream. I though. do. I need when, ice cream. When I'm drunk Fries as hell, I need, ice cream. I need a Big Mac. No, Bro? no, 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 I don't eat those. You don't eat those? No. I like fries and ice cream. Really? Yeah. I dip the fry in the ice cream. I know. Mm, yeah, yummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else? You want some Muzaks? I'm bored with Muzaks. We should go out on some Orville Peck. Oh, yeah. He's he's really good. Is it Orville or Orville? Orville. Orville. I mean, I they're so. all wrong. I mean, that's how Noah says it and they're friends, so like, I just assume that's correct. Like Redenbacher? Yeah. Well, it was fun having you uh, come over. Thanks. It, the time really just flew by. It did. Fly, it time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. We we really didn't talk about anything. We really didn't. We did not talk about anything. That's great. Man. No wonder we're not on the first page of that Instagram <laughs> thing. You know? It's sort of check out. I'm starting to get it now. I mean, anytime someone asks me what my podcast is about, I say, uh, Wells and I just sit around and shoot the shit. Really? That's what you say? Yeah. You don't say it's called your favorite thing and we talk about our favorite things? I do say that, but then I say, but really, it's Wells and I sitting around shooting the shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I always, my, I love like my mission statement on it always. I like, it's so self-aggrandizing. It's like, you know, Brandy and I realized that there was like a lot of negativity in the world and we wanted to bring some positivity. <laughs> so like we decided to do a show like it was only about positivity and that's why we called it your favorite thing podcast. It's only about our favorite things. Meanwhile, you know what my least favorite thing is? <laughs> Moonfall. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're alone. <laughs> Positivity, my ass. Listen, I'll be the first to admit that I'm full of shit, okay? <laughs> Which makes me not full of shit. You're right. You know? Yeah. All right. Uh, YF Tears, we love you. Love ya. See you guys. <laughs>